up NFL Blitz in 20 minutes. Aaron Rodgers, who hadn't played in the preseason since 2018, is going to play. What? We'll talk about it coming up, mm. 3 o'clock. Right now, let's talk to our man Jason Longshore. Jason, great call last night. You and Conti uh, up there in Seattle. I, I just want to start first with seventh shutout of the season. Um, and I, let's talk about that because that's something we haven't been talking enough about. We'll get to the scoring and the lineup. What about the shutout? It has to start being a trend. It has to be something that this team can can bank on. Uh, look, I mean, it's it's hard. It's difficult to get shutouts, especially on the road. It's not something that's going to happen every game, but that has to be the goal. Because it, I've, I've said it really for the last few months, when you look at this team and you look at this season, the goals have been there. The performances in the attacking half have been there. It's been sloppy goals conceded that have the team where they are in the table, which right now is in a pretty good spot, should be higher. They've given up too many bad goals. If you can get performances like last night on a more regular basis, this team is one that you don't want to see in the postseason. Yeah, Jason, I said to Carl earlier, there was a couple of golden opportunities for the Sounders late in that game that, you know, of the byproduct of some mistakes that you're talking about. But uh, luckily they, they didn't pop. This team, and, and I know that we've talked with you a million times about missing Darlington Nagby. With some of the moves that were made, is uh, is it Musk? Is it Mascara? Who's the guy that's more like one of the new guys? Whoever's the guy in the middle, he looks to, like to be the guy that could be a glue guy for this team. Yeah, well, I mean, Mateus Hosetu as well. And, and look, I know people have opinions about Hosetu, but here's the deal about the midfield last night is playing a midfield trio, Tiago Almada, he's going to go forward and do his thing, but he can drop in and help you get out of trouble as well. He's just such a complete player. But playing Tristan Muyamba and Mateus Hosetu, a lot of people might look at that on paper and say, well, who's the defensive midfielder out of that duo? When you dominate possession the way that Atlanta did last night with 62% of the ball against the team in Seattle, who is a top five team in possession in the league, you you control the defensive side of the, of the midfield by having the ball. You have the ball to defend with that way. Mm-hmm. And I thought both Muyamba and Hosechu were just outstanding in those roles. Hosechu, 89% passing, 57 to 64 Muyamba, 93% passing, 53 of 57. Tristan completely completed two key passes, creating two chances. Hosechu was very good on the defensive side. I think what works with those two is they complement each other so well because Muyamba can get forward a little bit more and be dangerous in the attacking half, kind of finding the gaps in the opponent's defense. Right. And when that happens, Hosechu can slide in and cover. Both can drift wide. Both can do everything that a central midfielder needs to do. And that duo looks like they've played together for a really long time, and they've played about a game and a half together. And by the way, I meant Muyamba and not Mascara. I'm getting my Muyambas and Mascara's messed up. (laughs) But real quick, why did it take so long to find this guy? It seems like we've been gone. This is four seasons now since Nagby left. Well, I mean, we've we've went through this a lot, Mike, when when we get into what this midfield has looked like. Nagby it was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Nagby did a lot of great things. But what Nagby did was bring out the best in others. Mm. And he wasn't a guy who scored a ton of goals and then had assists. He was, like you say, the glue guy. Mm. We've had other guys who have had those kinds of numbers, but you haven't had the other performances around it. Not easy. You know, I mean, you can sign guys that 
scouting report looks good. How many times have the Falcons done this? How many times have the Braves done this? How many times have the Hawks done this? The game isn't played like a video game. You bring guys in that the scouting report looks good. The highlights look good. You go watch them. You watch them train. Everything looks great. You bring them in, and it doesn't quite fit. The chemistry doesn't quite fit. Mm. The things that you can't predict until you see them in your shirt, in your team, blending with their new teammates, it doesn't quite fit as well. That's the hard part about organizing a club and organizing a team. You have to keep going to get the guys that fit the team that you have because it's always changing. You know, if you drop Darlington Nagby into this team now, it might not fit as good as it did before because of the pieces around him. That's the challenge of building teams, and you have to keep working at it. And I like what this team did, building this group, going out and getting a Tristan Muyamba. We haven't seen Saba Lobjanidze yet. We haven't seen Jamal Thierry yet. They're both coming once they get the visa process completed. But you had a long break and an opportunity to build. And last night, it looked like they put in a lot of work on the training ground to have that team firing at all cylinders in a tough place to win games. Yeah, it looked good. There's no doubt about it. Jason Longshore, our guest guys, analyst for Atlanta United. Big match now against Nashville, right? I mean, let's talk about the standings and what's in front of us and what's realistic, Jason. Yeah, I think that's something that maybe has been lost in the shuffle a little a little bit. Even last night, coming into it, you had a closer gap to getting to fourth place than you did to falling out of the playoffs. I think there were a lot of people talking about making the playoffs, period. Now, I mean, this Eastern Conference it is as competitive as we've ever seen. Philadelphia and Orlando, third and fourth on 40 points. Atlanta's on 38 in seventh. Like, the gap is very tight between Philly and Atlanta. It's two points. You've got a lot of things in front of you. And you've got two tough games coming up at home. There, there's no, no doubt about it. Nashville, who did not play, obviously, in league play this weekend. They lost in the League's Cup final in penalties, a heartbreaking loss to Miami. Played Miami really well, and penalty shootout goes 11 rounds, and and the goalkeeper can't convert in the last kick for Nashville. And then you get Cincinnati, who has a midweek game this week, an Open Cup semifinal, against Miami. So you've got two teams that have had big games that you're going to get to see in your building. Those are games you have to take advantage of. And, And this is a big test these next two. It's a quick turn. It's Saturday against Nashville. And in the following Wednesday against Cincinnati, he's been the best team in the league this season, but has only won two of their last five in league play. And you have to take advantage. Hopefully you get Saba Lobjanidza, who can join this group and start to add even more quality out on the wing. I thought Edwin Mosquera was effective last night. He created a big chance. I thought he was dangerous at times. Saba Lobjanidza will be a big upgrade in that position when he can get into this group. Are we going to go as far as uh, Jason Longshore, by the way, guys, in the waitfor.com hotline? More football talk, talk about the big weekend coming up at three. Are we going to go as far as Yorgos' big noggin is going to carry us? Uh, Tiago Almada is going to have something to say about that as well. And Miles Robinson. Um, you know, these, these are three big figures in the spine of that team. And I don't think it's going to be one or the other that drives this team. I think it's going to be all of them connecting. That second goal. From Yorgos, I mean, what a ball from Tiago Almada. The, the little cutback against the grain, chipping that up. Yorgos reading what Almada is going to do. And I think that is kind of what jumps out to me about this game from last night is defensive solidity was very good. But 
that play, that Almada assist to Yakamakis, that comes from working together and getting time together. That's a chemistry kind of play. Because when Tiago takes the step back to create space to be able to put that over the defensive line, Yakimakis is ready for it. He's not waiting to see the ball played and then reacting. He's already knowing exactly what Tiago is going to do. That's this time that they've had together, and, and hopefully everybody stays healthy and they continue to build that chemistry and continue to build those connections. I want to ask you about corner kicks. Um, we've got eight goals now off of corner kicks, the most in MLS this season. That surprise you? Not really. Not with the quality here that this team has. I think maybe it's a little surprising that after what we saw last year, Juan Oparato wasn't involved in scoring more of those. But Almada and Lennon, both excellent with the delivery. You've got a number of different guys that are strong in the air. And we've seen some creativity off of the corner kicks as well. They've got a few different ways of doing it rather than just lumping it into the 18 and going up and winning a header. So it's once you start to score goals on a regular basis on that, opponents will, will come up with different ways to try to cut that away from you. You've got to keep being creative and finding those other options. The first corner last night, creating the opportunity for Sean De Silva that was interesting. I think we're going to see more of those mixed in. Hey, Jace, before we cut you loose, obviously uh, Messi's phenomenal. It's just unbelievable to watch what they're doing down there in Florida. Uh, the worst team in the league wins the League's Cup as they take out Nashville. It goes to penalties. <laughs> Messi scores a Galazzo uh, between guys. I, mean, I said to Carl last week, they literally, the opponents look like the Washington Generals, and he's like you know the Harlem Globetrotters. He's the best player in the world, and, and it's not even that – players are playing bad against him. You go back to that goal that he scored in Nashville. Walker Zimmerman, I think it's a touch on the ball and the tackle. He does everything right. And Messi is just messy. You know, he's just that good. It's the best player in the world. Not ever, not historically, not any of that right now. No, that's not what I'm getting into. He's the best player in the world right now. He's that good. And I don't think we've seen a player at this kind of a level We've never seen it in professional soccer in this country. Never seen a guy playing at this kind of level. I don't know if we've seen it in any other sport. He's just the best to ever do it, and he's still doing it at that level today. And when you add the the guys around him as well, like Sergio Busquets, like Jordi Alba, that's going to be a fascinating team to watch. It is a team that's older, though, and I'm curious to see if they can keep this up, game in, game out, and – Start making trips out to the West Coast and landing at 8 a.m. We'll see how they handle that. Jason, great job, man, as always. Appreciate you stopping by. Good win last night for Atlanta United, and uh, we will talk soon. Thank you again. Thanks, y'all.